0: Here we go! Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Rec Room. I'm your host, Ben, and in the next 10 minutes or less, I'm going to take you through my recommendations and reviews of movies and TV that I've seen this week. Typically, it'll be new releases, but every now and then we'll dive into my pretty hefty watch list. This week, we've got A Man Called Otto, Flight Risk, Velma, The Last of Us, and my favorite of the week, Tar. Timestamps for each of those are, as always, going to be in the show notes. Let's get into it. So first up this week, we have A Man Called Otto. Uh, this is a new release that just came out a couple of weeks ago, starring Tom Hanks, um, and it's it's a really sweet movie that packs a surprisingly emotional punch. Um, Otto is this grumpy old guy. He recently lost his wife. He spends his days sort of policing the community that he lives in. Uh, And a young family moves in across the street from him and sort of starts to change the way that he's been seeing things. Um, It's this small ensemble movie. It really keeps the story tight. Uh, Tom Hanks is, of course, always great. He can do drama and comedy. He's proven that time and time again. Uh, But the standout to me in this film was Mariana Trevino uh, as Otto's neighbor, Marisol. Her uh her characterization is just super genuine very unguarded she feels um like a real person not a character uh and uh on top of that another casting note that i think is uh particularly interesting is the inclusion of a transgender character um that's something that feels very progressive and particularly for the target audience of this film um feels like it's important that that is normalized in this context. Um, so I'm just really glad that that was included. Um, the movie overall is a delight to watch. Uh, these characters, as as they interact and grow together, their shared history in the neighborhood is revealed, and that's sort of where the emotional punch is packed. Um, the plot is fairly predictable. There's some pretty overt feel-good moments, but... Uh, Honestly, I was too busy crying and smiling to mind it, so I highly recommend checking it out. It is currently in theaters. If you're not already upset enough about the state of commercial air travel, Check out Flight Risk on Prime Video. Uh, This is a documentary that tackles the controversy surrounding Boeing and its new aircraft called the 737 MAX. Uh, There were two fatal crashes within six months of each other in 2018 and 2019. Uh, It resulted in the deaths of over 300 individuals. Um, This documentary does a really excellent job of telling a personal and emotional story while also laying out the facts of the case between... All of the players like Boeing, the Federal Aviation Administration, the press, whistleblowers, the families of the victims. uh, And as someone who's previously worked in aviation... This was particularly fascinating to me, but on a safety level, I think this should be interesting to anyone who watches it, anyone who flies or travels. Uh, At the very least, it'll certainly connect a few dots about air travel, corruption, greed, capitalism, all that stuff. Uh, And on top of that, the recency of the events. uh, I mean, the earliest events in this documentary didn't even happen five years ago. Um, That makes it all the more jarring. Uh, So I definitely recommend checking that out. It is available on Prime Video. Next up, I want to just quickly touch on the internet's favorite punching bag this week, and that is Velma on HBO Max. Uh, this is a new animated series. It's been getting a lot of heat online, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and substantiate it. Uh, it is not good. It's trying way, way, way too hard to be modern and funny to the point that it's neither. Um, the meta jokes are too recurrent to uh, to be humorous at all. I mean, you, you can only sort of reference the fact that you're a TV show making fun of a TV show so many times. Uh, The Scooby-Doo IP really seems to have nothing to do with the plot or what's going on here at all other than just to draw an audience in with the premise. Uh, I mean, Shaggy isn't Shaggy. Here he's, like, anti-drug and straight-laced. Fred is dumber than a bag of rocks and just kind of mean. Scooby is not even in this. I mean... uh, it's it's hard for me to see why this exists, other than to sort of be a self-insert for Mindy Kaling. Uh, you know, the show does bring great diversity to a traditionally white property. And I like the animation style, but it just it just doesn't substantiate its existence quite enough. Um, I watched the two episodes that it premiered with last week, uh, and I definitely will not be watching any more of it. Uh, However, if you would like to, it does uh, drop new episodes every Thursday on HBO Max. On the flip side of HBO Max's new offerings, uh, we have The Last of Us, which I know a lot of people were very excited for. Um, I haven't ever played the games that this series is based on, so I went in blind and without any sort of uh, expectation. But this first episode was really well done. Uh, They took a lot of time uh, to get to the sort of societal collapse um, in the first episode. And I will say I'm glad that they did it in the first episode rather than sort of just dumping us into the... Post apocalyptic moment, and then making us wait for a flashback. We kind of got an introduction to it right from the jump. Uh, and those scenes were actually pretty panic inducing, which I think was amazing. Uh, I think the characters and relationships are interesting. Uh, the concept of the pandemic and apocalypse, I think, is novel enough that it staves off the inevitable comparisons to The Walking Dead. Uh, I did sort of start to get that creeping feeling of, I've seen this all before, because uh, in that same vein with The Walking Dead, post-apocalyptic stories and gruff older man adventuring with a younger sidekick stories are both really well-tread territory right now. Uh, But... I am cautiously optimistic, Uh, I'm hoping that this show plays out in a way that keeps it exciting and as fresh as this first episode was, Uh, and I think it seems worth taking the journey. Uh, So I'm going to keep watching it, we can touch back in, uh, maybe mid-season most likely, uh, once the season has concluded, uh, we'll, we'll check it back out. That is on HBO Max every Sunday. Lastly, we have my favorite watch of the week and that is Tar. This is a movie that came out limited release at the end of last year. Uh, It's now available for digital rental or purchase wherever you get your movies digitally. but wow, uh, it was not originally my favorite of the week, but the more I think about it, it has really grown on me. So uh, the plot of this movie revolves around Lydia Tarr, who's a fictional composer and conductor, uh, working on recording Mahler's Fifth Symphony, uh, and she's handling some trouble in her personal and professional life. And it gets more sinister as the movie progresses, but uh, there's this wonderful sense of disregard for the audience with this movie. Um, we're not spoon-fed anything. Our hands aren't even really held. Um, we're just sort of observing these characters in their environment. Um, the entire film resides in the world of symphonies and orchestras. Uh, and as a result, there there's some significant sort of pretense throughout. Um, and a lot of the dialogue is pretty esoteric, uh, meaning that there's a lot of talk of composers and pieces and things that people outside of classical music might not understand. I certainly uh, had a bunch of it go over my head, but I didn't care because the dialogue is so snappy. Um, The movie just, it takes a look at the relationship between the pursuit of personal interests and the creation of art and sort of the collateral damage that that collision can create. Kate um, Blanchett is amazing in how natural her performance is as Lydia Tar. Um, I'll say most everyone who's worked in live performance has met a Lydia Tar in their life, meaning a brilliant sort of like endless well of knowledge and talent um, who can't quite pull themselves out of that well enough to really like achieve total humanity. Uh, but anyone who's met a Lydia Tar can definitely attest that That person is expertly portrayed here by Kate Blanchett. She just won the Golden Globe. I will not be surprised if she takes home the Oscar as well. Uh, I was particularly fond of some of the longer scenes, like the interview that opens the movie and the masterclass scene at Juilliard. Uh, Like I said before, the dialogue is just so snappy that you don't realize how long those scenes are until they're over. Um, Again, this is available for digital release or rental wherever you get those uh, digital movies at home. Highly, highly, highly recommend. And that wraps up this week's Rec Room. Thanks for joining me, y'all. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are so inclined, leave a review. It really, really does help. If you have any questions or recommendations of your own, The Rec Room is on Instagram at recroom.pod, and the inbox is always open. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time on The Rec Room.